Because the daughters of Zion are haughty, the Lord will smite with a scab the crown of the head of the daughters of Zion, and the Lord will discover their secret parts. 2 Nephi chapter 13, verses 16 to 17. Hey listeners, this is Jasmine from Book of Mormon Central, and today's podcast addresses the question, why does Isaiah prophesy of the daughter of Zion? While many of the Book of Mormon's stories are told and influenced by men, one prominent woman in the Book of Mormon pervades the text and yet is often overlooked. This woman is the daughter of Zion, an abstract and inspiring embodiment of the future glorification and enthronement of the house of Israel and the Nephites. The daughter of Zion is a poetic personification of the city of Jerusalem, and by extension is a metaphor for the house of Israel. This phrase is employed in Isaiah and other parts of the Old Testament to represent the collective righteousness of the house of Israel. Similar to the bride of Christ metaphor found in the New Testament, the daughter of Zion is described as being in an intimate and covenantal relationship with the Lord. The daughter of Zion's wickedness is described in terms of causing her shame and mortification, while her righteousness brings about her glory and royal enthronement. In the Book of Mormon, the daughter of Zion appears in quotations of Isaiah. First, Jacob quotes Isaiah 52 in 2 Nephi 8. This powerful call for the captive daughter of Zion to rise up and shake off the dust and bands of bondage will be quoted again by Jesus in 3 Nephi 20, and Moroni in Moroni chapter 10. And 2 Nephi quotes Isaiah 10 in 2 Nephi chapter 20, prophesying that the Lord shall shake his hand against the mount of the daughter of Zion, the hill of Jerusalem. Here in the long block of Isaiah chapters in the middle of 2 Nephi, she serves to highlight both Nephi's despair and hope for the tragic fate of his people, which he beheld in the midst of his vision in 1 Nephi chapters 11 through 14. Nephi's despair at the Nephites' wickedness and subsequent destruction may also be reflected in the daughter of Zion's state of disgrace in 2 Nephi chapter 13. This chapter condemns the daughters of Zion and describes the pillaging and desecration of Jerusalem and her inhabitants. Moreover, the Lord saith, because the daughters of Zion are haughty, The Lord will smite with a scab the crown of the head of the daughters of Zion, and the Lord will discover their secret parts. This passage then proceeds to describe step by step how the daughters of Zion were gradually and sequentially disrobed and unendowed from their extravagant apparel. The Lord took away their jewelry and accessories, then their outer robes, cloaks, shawls, sashes, and then finally, their inner clothing, headdresses, and veils. The disrobing of the daughter of Zion left her burning instead of beauty, and she being desolate shall sit upon the ground. In the ancient world, sitting naked in the dust of the ground was the epitome of disgrace and shame. Interestingly, echoes of this theme are found in an ancient Akkadian myth about a goddess named Ishtar who descends to the underworld. As the goddess Ishtar descends into the underworld, she progressively removes items of clothing until she is completely stripped of all her clothing, power, and glory. While this imagery of shame and nakedness is bleak and unflattering, the end of the story blazes with hope. Ishtar ultimately rises again from the underworld through the intervention of the gods. 
As she rises through the levels of the underworld, she is progressively endowed with additional pieces of clothing until her full glory is restored. The restoration of the daughter of Zion is likewise an empowering symbol for the ultimate glorification and enthronement of the house of Israel and of the Nephites. While Nephi saw in vision that his seed was doomed to destruction, he recognized the necessity for the Lord to purge the wickedness and wash away the filthiness of the daughters of Zion through destruction. When the destruction of Nephi's branch of the house of Israel produces a purified remnant, the Lord will again dwell in his tabernacle and restore Israel's glory. Importantly, the future glorification and enthronement of the daughter of Zion is enabled by the Book of Mormon. Despite Nephi's grief at his people's destruction, he maintains hope for his posterity's redemption through the Book of Mormon's words, crying from the dust. Because Nephi's words were written down, preserved, translated, and delivered unto the remnant of his seed, they can obtain the glory and salvation the gospel offers and one day speak with the tongue of angels. In a powerful and inspiring tribute to the daughter of Zion, Moroni concludes the entire Book of Mormon record by echoing Nephi's prophecies. Like Nephi and Jacob, who knew of the future scourge of unrighteousness, Moroni beheld the actual destruction of his people, and yet his final message expresses hope that the daughter of Zion will one day be enthroned and endowed like the goddess Ishtar due to the Book of Mormon's salvific power. Awake and arise from the dust, O Jerusalem! Yea, and put on thy beautiful garments, O daughter of Zion, and strengthen thy stakes and enlarge thy borders forever, that thou mayest no more be confounded, that the covenants of the Eternal Father which he hath made unto thee, O house of Israel, may be fulfilled. Endowed with beautiful garments of power and glory, the daughter of Zion is the divine, feminine manifestation of God's righteous sons and daughters passing through the veil of mortality and entering into the joy, rest, and holiness of the Lord. Thank you for listening. For more information on the Book of Mormon, visit bookofmormoncentral.org and click on the Know Why tab.